This is East Carolina Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. We are talking one of my favorite things, Pirate Football, on the Sports Objective. Welcome into the Sports Objective, a very special night as always, and uh, we're going to have a roundtable tonight. If you are those watching or listening live, then you can actually call in tonight. We'll talk, give the phone number in just a little bit. Uh, but first, let's bring in Kyle from LaGrange, Barbara. What's up, dude? How can it always be special every night? Because we're special, man. All right, well, you you speak for yourself. Um, what's going on, guys? Uh yeah, it's an interesting time of year here. Ain't nothing going on with Major League Baseball, but there's some interesting things. There is some interesting things to talk about in regards to, to East Carolina, despite, you know, no sports going on. No doubt Bubba Rosenbaum on the road back from visiting Matt Semenza. How are you? Doing well. Uh, to the Northeast, had the opportunity to uh, attend East Cubs game on Friday night. Red Sox A's on Saturday afternoon and then do some other things as well. Took in a double header. Uh, you know, we were talking about how great Bubba's cell phone connection was. And then as soon as the show is going to start. It has to do it. Matt Simenza, what's up, man? Matty what's Ice? up, guys? Hope all is well. Uh, kind of chime in for Bubba a little bit there. He, uh, since his phone was cutting out, but uh, yeah, Bubba turned into a northerner for wow. a few days. He, uh, we went to uh, Manhattan. We we took in the Freedom Tower. Uh, That's awesome. I saw those pictures. Went, oh yeah, went up to the Bronx, took in the Yankees game, and then went to Boston, took in Fenway, and then hit. Several schools along the way. We took in Boston College, uh, Yale, Harvard, uh, action-packed weekend. So, uh, man, it's a great time. Uh, absolutely. And um, we just lost Bubba there, the great service. Thanks for everybody tuning in tonight. Is by the way, and just a little bit, you can call in for the very first time ever on the Sports Objective live calls at 252-290-0375. And we'll get those. <laughs> You know, that legitimately may have been the first time there had ever been a Bubba on the campus of Yeller Harvard. <laughs> that would be a great – hey, we need to find that out. Matt, can you find that out if there's ever been a Bubba to attend Harvard or Yale? I'll certainly check. I mean, that's uh, – I think there might be some validity to that one. Unless Bubba Watson was uh, on the scene playing golf anywhere local. But, uh, yeah, you might be right, Kyle. Bubba, you might be the first uh, person ever in the history of Harvard or Yale to have be on campus and be a Bubba on campus. So, and he still don't know. He, we don't know, but uh, we're going to be talking about tonight. One of the topics, guys, we're going to talk about. All four of us are very passionate about is, of course, the play-by-play voice. Who will uh, be the next voice? You're not going to replace Jeff Charles. You don't replace a legend, as we said. Unfortunately, we lost Jeff. Uh, back in February, but it's coming down to the nitty gritty. Uh, so we 
and we're gonna we'll talk about that and we can talk generically uh there's five candidates left uh we do know that and um i don't know when the guys i don't know when maybe kyle you may know but when they're going to make the announcement but they do have they do have a big party on Thursday night uh, for the Pirate Sports Radio Network. I, I, I don't think they're going to be done with the interview yeah. by then. I, I hear there's going to be an interview every day this week. Um, now, okay. now, I don't know if, if – I, I know there's five finalists, and I heard there's interviews all week. So I was assuming that was one every day. I guess there's going to be yeah. one day where there's more than one. But uh, we uh, – so I don't think we'll know Thursday night. My guess would be early next week. Uh, Craig says I look like a helicopter pilot. Yep, I'm the I'm the pilot of the <laughs> of the show. Uh, we have uh, we're gonna it's gonna be an interesting topic because uh, we'll see that he kids. I know. Thank you, Craig. Two five two two nine zero zero three seven five. And if you want to a uh, new wrinkle to the show, if you will, as we're taking phone calls live and uh, something we'll be doing uh, that is gonna be great during football season. I can't wait for people to call in and. Talk right. to Kyle or Matt or uh, whoever they want to talk to. One of the one, one, that, that punk ass that always has a problem with me uh, during uh, during the uh, oh, yeah yeah. Why don't he call in? What, what you bet we won't hear from him? He won't call in now. No, I, I, I seriously doubt that. And uh, Matt uh, Brandon says, "What's up, guys? Haven't heard from Matt in a long time." Brandon, I'm uh, I took my little uh, summer hiatus. Brandon, why don't you call in? Why don't you call in? You, 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 can, you can ask Matt questions down there. Give the yeah, number, Dave. Let's go ahead and take calls. 252-290-0375. 252-290-0375. And we have, um, I know we had, a, um, uh, we had someone who gave a generous uh, donation to the show uh, to help out with the calls of phone calls. So we appreciate that uh, private donation. They wanted to re- remain anonymous. So we appreciate um, any help you can do. In fact, uh, there are a lot of people that want to be sponsors. Uh, so uh, let's see here if uh, we can get uh, phone calls, people calling in. So uh, we'll do that here in just a second. Hey, if anybody wants to contribute to the podcast, Dave, this is something, you know, we, we've never we've never done this, and a lot of people do this. Um, you know, it costs money to do these podcasts. It ain't free. You know, right. it's, a labor, it's a labor of love. And, All right, here, guys. Uh, okay. Well, we, will we have a caller, or are you, are you yeah. want me to finish this thought first, Dave? You might want me to let me finish this thought first. Okay. Uh, um, but it's, it's a uh, it's a labor of love, and mm-hmm. you know we, you know particularly Dave and Bubba, um, put a lot of money and time into this, and uh, so if anybody ever wants to donate to the podcast, uh, Dave, what, what is your PayPal account? I believe it's uh, Richmond David. I'll have to look at that. I know for Venmo uh, that, but uh, we will have to uh, check out the. Yeah, uh, we, we need to get some kind of official, official way to donate to the podcast. If you want to support it, keep it going. Um, you know, we, we 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 take sponsorships. Obviously, we try to sell sponsorships, but yeah, if anybody ever wants to give to the podcast, keep it going. Uh, we are more than happy to take your money. All right, go ahead, Dave. All right, we got. Let's see. We got some issues here. I'll have to keep working on. I'll see if I can. I thought we had everything. Technical issues. <laughs> this is. Uh, I thought we had it all worked out here before. This is the inaugural show, so there might be some hiccups. But I mean, to your guys' point, it's going to be pretty awesome during football season. I think, in particular, the you know the uh, the fifth quarter show, uh, you know that we typically do on Sunday nights. Um, it's it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting to get some some live calls in. 
uh, no doubt it's going to be a lot of fun, especially when uh, I, I'll enjoy it more when we have pirate victories, uh, no doubt, than, um, than the losses. So, I, Most of the time, yeah, but there are times, like with the A&T game, you know, hopefully you don't experience a loss like that. I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. I don't, don't want to lose to Gardner-Webb. But the, those kinds of shows are almost oh, therapeutic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You, you need them. Yeah, no doubt. We'll try to see if we can figure out what's going on with uh, with our issue with the phone. And um, I thought I had it worked out. But we'll uh, – by the way, uh, let's see. Sarah Sanders says, shout out to Eastern North Carolina umpire Macon Hammond. Work the plate at the future all-star game Saturday and working the home run derby tonight. I did not know that. Thank you, Sarah, for letting us know that. Appreciate you uh, very much. Um, so anyway, we're having some feedback, so we'll keep working on that. Uh, for the, we've got, I uh, know people trying to call in. We'll try to get to it. Um, if we can, if I can figure it out, how about that? Um, Brandon wants to know Kyle Wade and call in after East Carolina upsets Michigan week one, or he says that, how about that? What did he ask again? No, he says he he said, Kyle, I'll wait and call in after East Carolina upsets Michigan week one. Okay, well, you know what? If that Brandon, happens. That happens, my friend. We'll let you co-host the show. If 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 uh, if if East Carolina upsets Michigan, Brandon Forbush will be a co-host for one episode of the Sports Objective. Wow, how about that? Um, I'm, I'm I'm assuming everybody will be okay. Uh, I'm assuming everybody will be okay with that if we if we upset Michigan. Be perfectly happy. Listen, I'm just going serious for a minute on this Michigan game. What I'm really looking for is just a competitive game. I mean, if we can get this thing into the fourth quarter, yeah, where it's you know where it's competitive and you know maybe within two scores where you might have a chance to to make it interesting. That's really what I'm looking for. That might seem like a defeatist attitude, but and nah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that last year. But I try to be realistic. Yeah. This is a young team. There's a lot of new faces. We have a first-time quarterback. We're going to have a new starting running back. Lots of new receivers. Lots of new O-linemen. Lots of new faces on D. It's going to take some time. So uh, my expectations, you know, I'm not expecting to win that game, but I'm hoping that we can get it into the fourth quarter where it's competitive. Do Do you turn Mason loose in that game and say, Mason, who cares? It's Michigan. It got there and, and and just play your ass off. If you think the pass is there, take it. Take take chances, uh, and, and tell them to just go ahead and, and just turn him loose. Because you know, let him make the mistakes against Michigan because you're probably going to lose anyway, kind of deal. Or and then and then if he has a perfect game, maybe you you pull off. That's what it's going to take to beat Michigan. Or or are you conservative with Mason against Michigan? and try to make sure he doesn't lose his confidence against such a good defense and it's his first game rely more on the running game of the defense and maybe take deep shots with him because that's what he's good at yeah i mean i you know it's a good, it's a really good question my thing with mason early especially in this game is give him high percentage throws um what typically you know in a, in a quarterback's first start you know you want to give him some high percentage throws where he only has to make one read so simple plays like wide receiver screens. But I would um, say maybe would some say. flares to run. This way, you know, what you do is by complete here's the thing. When you complete high percentage passes, number one, he gets his confidence, he gets in a rhythm, but the clock runs too. It's almost as good as a run play. So 
you mix in the short passing game, high percentage throws, and then you sprinkle in the running game because you really want to try to work the clock a little bit if you're Mike Houston. I think he's really good at that. But um, I don't want to give him too much to answer your question. Like, I don't want him having to look to his third read. Give him right. some simple stuff where he can just simplify it and go. Yeah, I, the, the interesting thing about him, you know, I, I don't know how he is with the screen game, but I, I know his strength is from the deep ball. So what, what, what's funny is what may be a more comfortable throw for him might not be a, a high percentage throw. He, 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 he's he got a rocket. That's, that's kind of his strength. So – uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how his accuracy is, um, but you, you, what you may see is a lot of run, 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 go deep, run, 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 go deep. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of that. Oh, no, no doubt about it, man. Hopefully we can. Yeah. That'll be great to talk about if it's a tight game or a win, man. Uh, I really, uh, we're trying to work on the phone calls, by the way, folks. Uh, we've got a little bit of feedback, so I'm trying to work it out. So uh, bear with us. And uh, we'll try to get that tonight if possible. Uh, yeah. Guys, we had a, a question, by the way. Uh, Robert Matthews, uh, Craig, Robert, Brandon, Sarah, all joining in tonight. If you have a question or uh, Facebook, uh, Chuck joining us as well. Um, and, uh, well, let me get back to that in a second. Let's go to Robert. He says, any news on a replacement for The Voice? So, Robert, let's go ahead and do that conversation, guys, because um, – I know there's a lot of people in Pirate Nation that are dying to know. And here's what we know. Um, we know there's five candidates. Uh, so they've narrowed it down to the five finalists. I think there's going to be maybe an interview every day. Um, yep. They have to bring in the finalists on campus. We know that. There's a committee. Some, one interview today. Yep. And we, and we know the five candidates. We just can't. Yeah. Uh-huh. We know you don't know. Um, we don't mean it like that, but. We know the five candidates are. We just you shouldn't say them on air. Yeah, it's time. Um, but we, I, 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 you know, I know who I wanted to have the job, and I'm not saying if he's a candidate or not. But I'd already said it on the air, and that was Chris Haymeyer. Um, I had made that clear in the past. Um, I, I, I'm not saying if he's a candidate or not a candidate, but I, I've, I've wanted Chris Haymeyer here. You know, really since before Jeff passed, I wish there was a way he could have been here working underneath Jeff. Um, you know, I know he was the head guy at Campbell has been for the last several years, calling football and, uh, and basketball. Um, right. did a good job here calling baseball, uh, was a sportscaster at WCTI, uh, called some Kinston Indian baseball. Um, uh, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he was the host of the fifth quarter calling show. That sounds in 2007 right. Seven yeah. and 2008. Um, so he, He's somebody who knows Pirate Nation, and I'd, I'd love to see him with the job. And, again, I'm not saying if he's a candidate or not, but that's something I stated at, right after Jeff passed. So um, I'm on record saying that a long time ago. So I feel comfortable discussing him. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you feel comfortable discussing any of the candidates. Um, we said uh, – I know that uh, Robert says he wish uh, – uh, Corey Glore was not a candidate, and I know Robert says I wish Glore would come back. Um, he's right. He's happy in Tulane. Um, and he, no, no surprise um, uh, there. And uh, we know that uh, one of our friends, uh, Chris Edwards for uh, Duke baseball, um, he's a guy that uh, we think a lot of who's come on the show numerous times uh, to talk about Duke baseball. So we appreciate him. He's a pirate. I uh, believe off the top of my head, guys, um, Bubba's a numbers guy, but I believe 
He graduated. It was during Holland's early time. I would say like something like 2006. I hope I'm not wrong on that. But um, but anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah, I know uh, you spoke of Chris Edwards in the past that you you uh, you were big on him. Uh, yeah, he's not, another one. He's another one that's uh, Duke, a pirate. Duke's, play, Duke's baseball play by play, and um, he's he's an East Carolina graduate. So again, somebody that we had talked about for the job already. We're not saying if he's a candidate or not a candidate, but we had talked about him in the past, and he's been on the show numerous times. So I feel we feel comfortable discussing him. The other three candidates, I would not feel comfortable discussing because we have not mentioned them previously. Um, right. So. Right. So we can do that. We can. Uh, we'll just tell you that that's uh, what's going on. I know there's a party on Thursday night. I don't think they're going to have the. I don't think they'll have the voice. I, I don't know this 100. percent but my guess is if they're going to do one a day, that they being five candidates, and I can do the math, that would mean they would still have them unless they're doing, like Kyle said, early on um, by Friday. But we, I mean, who knows? Uh, the main thing is, uh, I do think, I will say this, guys, um, I would like to see the, uh, I, I am happy what I was going to say is that they're taking this very serious, uh, That which they should. Um, but they didn't rush it. They, 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 they are, Dave, and I agree with you 100%. But at the same time, don't overthink it. I, that's one thing that I would really stress to the committee. Not that they're asking my opinion or care about my opinion, but I'm, I'm going to give it. Sometimes I think we have a habit of overthinking things. And sometimes the answer is, is real simple. The, high, the higher is, is obvious. You, you don't have to overthink it. Right. So I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> It's you know, guys, I just hope whoever it is. Sorry, Dave, I had a little. No, you're fine. I just hope whoever it is there. I hope it's the type of personality that brings a lot of passion and excitement, not right. the monotone type yes. voices you can hear. But somebody who my big thing is it's got to be somebody who truly loves East Carolina, because if they don't, we're going to mm -hmm. see right through them. You'll know right through them. That's a great right point. Matt. And <laughs> somebody who brings excitement, you know, uh, I just prefer the types of the types of guys that, you know, they're they're excitable. You know, they bring a passion to it, and uh, you know, hopefully, we get the right guy. Well, one thing I will say too, guys, is uh, you make a great point. That's a nice segue for me, Matt. Um, we don't need a guy that's a stepping stone, and maybe the uh, mm -hmm. administration does it. But we need a guy. If you're going to replace a legend and they only last a year or two, that's embarrassing. Um, so I hope that they will keep that in mind. I'm glad yeah. they're taking it serious. They're not rushing it out of respect to Jeff and all that. You don't replace a legend, as Kyle said, way back in February, which is spot on. Um, my personal opinion would be um, don't trust the fact that let me let me make a point. Let me make a point in this. And I know that the administration doesn't know this. OK, but I will just say this. Let's make sure it's the right fit for East Carolina. Mm hmm. Don't trust the names of a conference that's south of us, if you know what I mean. We're, um, just because they're like we had, hey, hey, Kyle, hey, Matt, do you remember when when they fired Logan and they go, oh, we've got this guy from the SEC. He's a coach. He's he's a defensive coordinator from Florida. Do you remember how well that worked out? Yeah. So no, I, I agree with you. Just because they come from the SEC or any Power Five conference for that correct. matter, but we'll particularly we'll say the SEC don't mean they're the best person for the job or the, or the best fit. Right. Um, you, 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 you got, you, you got to remember, and Matt made a tremendous point. If they don't love East Carolina, 
We will see right through them. And how can you love East Carolina already unless you have some kind of pre-knowledge, predisposal right. appreciation of it? Um, so I, I, I don't think that always has to be the case, but I think when replacing Jeff Charles, it needs to be. You need somebody that truly has a passion already for the Pirates, and you know, and I think that's a good place to leave it. No question. And uh, let's go to football questions here because um, we wanted to talk about that. The play-by-play voice is very important to us, uh, but that was not the in, the whole intent of the the show. We were going to have fun, and we're trying to work out the call situation. Maybe we can get that uh, making it uh, there. Let's see. Um, I had a couple here that um, they're all there. We go, uh, Chuck. Thank you so much, Chuck. One of our regulars. Chuck says, will they rotate QBs in the Michigan game? Um, I'll start first. I don't see that happening, um, but, but hey, you never know. I mean, I'm not the coach of the Pirates, I'm not, and I'm not Donnie K, but I don't see them rotating. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, if that's the case, that probably means either somebody didn't pull away during fall or most likely Mason's having a bad game. So I think if you see that, it means either – Fall practice and go like we thought it was, or Mason has gotten rattled. So I hope not. Yeah, I mean, what you look for in that situation is you you just want to be decisive. And, you know, you have all summer, you know, you have your spring, you have all fall camp to kind of figure that out and practice. And I think as a coach, once you make make that decision, you have to be decisive. And, you know, whoever it is, I think you're going to have some growing pains. And the, the funny thing is, even though Mason Garcia is probably the long-term guy, you're probably going to have more growing pains with him right. just because he, he he's, he's a little younger, but he's, he's had his time in the program. He should know the offense inside and out, but I think you will have some growing pains with him, but um, whoever it is, you know, I expect it to be Mason. I'm not really, I know there's a lot of talk right now about Alex Flynn, but I think Mason is the future of the program. And I think that's who you're going to see. I think Mason, I agree. you know, going to the Manny Passing Academy is going to help him a lot. Um, he uh, thank God for Holton for that, right? Right. No, yeah, Holton uh, had a big hand, I'm sure, in getting him there. Being he took part in it last year, and uh, so that's um, it, that should help Mason. And you know, I I kind of I, I was went back and watched a little bit of an interview with um, Houston at the Ladies Clinic from earlier this month or late June, I guess it was, and um he seems confident really. And I don't know if it's because he has to be because they're going into Michigan. And if, and if you don't, if you don't even, even if it's false bravado, even if you're bullshitting your team, if, if you don't act like you're 100% confident in your team, they're going to get destroyed at Michigan. So I don't know if he almost has to be overly right. confident at this point or if he's genuine because he, he seems like he's very confident to me. Uh, not about beating Michigan, but just in general about the football team. All right, let's see if we can get uh, – no, still, I've still got feedback, so I can't uh, – I'm trying really hard, guys. Uh, we'll keep uh, – see if we can work on that. Uh, we'll try on the phone calls. Sorry about that, guys. Some We're of the trying. mix, so your audio is mixed in with the call? Yeah, I got to figure it out. I thought I had it uh, figured out earlier with uh, Bubba and I tested earlier, but for some reason, I don't know what's going on. I'll fig- We'll figure it out. It's something, I think, with you guys being – having you guys and me and – um, but we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Well, while you're figuring that out, Dave, I think to Kyle's point, you do sense a quiet 
confidence from the coaching staff when you hear them talk. And you can really hear it when, when Mike, when Mike Houston does recent interviews, right. he almost has an air about him. Like I know something you don't know. Right. And that's just one thing I've observed when I hear him this off season, it's almost like we have more than you know, or think that we have, right. We're going to surprise a lot of people. And, um, Again, and I not just I've said this many times over the last few months, but I really think the key for this team is, you know, if you can come out of the first three, two and one, you're set up for a tremendous year. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. That. I'm gonna yeah. If you're two and one, you're set up for a tremendous year. I'm gonna be honest with you, Matt, and and I'm gonna get killed by Pirate Nation for saying this. If we come out of the first three, one and two, I'll be satisfied. Um, if we beat App or Marshall, um, I'll be satisfied because my expectations are six and six. So if we go two and one in those first three, we are succeeding my expectations, and I'll be thrilled. But honestly, my expectations for the first, I expect to be two and two after Gardner Webb. Um, I, I, my expectations are to go one, one and two the first three weeks, and anything less than that to me is disappointing. Anything better than that would be a huge achievement. I could even I could even argue, and I agree with you, Kyle, one thousand percent. I could even see it being four and one after the first five games, um, very easily, easily because uh, the Michigan game. I don't feel very confident. I, I do think that. Um, no, it, it, I'm just I'm going to say this. I, with 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 that young of a would a quarterback who essentially has never started the game. I know I know the Navy game, but. With with all the young players we have, even if we're really good, a four and one start, I just don't see it. I, I don't see how in the world we would run through App, Marshall, Gardner Webb, Rice, all four in a row without I, without stubbing our toes somewhere along the way. I mean, it's just yeah. I, I, you, 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 all, honestly, Marshall's going to be really good. Um, it's App, a home game. App. Phil Steele is big on app. I and I love Phil Steele, and I, and I believe he's. One I just of the, don't see it. I, I don't either, and I believe he, he he is he he is the foremost expert I believe in college football. But I look at what they have coming back. They have no more coming back than we do, and they only had four FBS wins last year. They were six and right. six with two wins over FCS opponents. Correct. And uh, you know, so I you know, but it's still a tough game. Still in boom. And they hadn't lost very many games in Boone over the last ten years. So, and, I think, and then and then and then hold on, and then Gardner okay. Webb, Gardner Webb last year almost they lost all three of their FBS opponents, but they almost beat all three of them. Go right. check the scores on all three. They played three FBS games. All three were close. Um, they 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 got everybody back, and I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised in week one if they don't give Appalachian. They play after week one. Because they're already going to have an FBS opponent under their belt when they play us. So I don't think Gardner Webb's as big of a pushover as people think they are. <laughs> and then Rice, they got from the transfer portal West Virginia's old quarterback. Uh, Mac, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. He he's been at like I want to say like four different schools. But still, he's um, very talented. He's ve- he's very talented. He's moved around a lot. Can't recall his name off the top of my head, but. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's going to have a pretty good year there at Rice. And is that uh, JT Daniels? Yep, I believe it is. Yep. yep, that's a good call, Dave. Uh, but you know, I'll be very honest. I don't. I don't have a lot of respect for Rice's program. Uh, 
That, if that's a game for me now, you know, hey, we have a history of, you know, we we we'll, we'll occasionally drop games like that. But right. my big thing is that that is a when I look at Rice must win. That is a must win. That is I a got, must win. Well, when you come down and yeah, if you're going to be a bull team, I'm not sure we've ever won at Rice. Somebody check that, but I do not remember us winning a game at Rice. We beat Rice and Grable several times, um, but I do not us I do not remember us ever winning the game at Rice. Yeah, and you know, you guys know I'm really hard on Charlotte. Uh, I put <laughs> yeah. Rice in the same category. I, yeah. Honestly, I was appalled that they were allowed into this conference. They they don't bring anything. Honestly, they really don't. They their fan base is horrendous. Um, yeah, there'll be like ten people there, right, at that game. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be reminiscent of. <laughs> You know, UAB twenty years ago, or uh, going when we used to go down to play Tulane in the in the Superdome, and you know there were like a hundred people there. And right, you know, it's just I just don't see what they bring to the conference. I don't think they bring in a market. They don't have a fan base. I, right. So that's just a, not to sound right. like a broken record, but I just the idea that we're in the same conference as Rice makes me sick. Honestly, well, we've so, done it before. <laughs> that doesn't yes. bother me. That doesn't bother me as bad as Charlotte because we've never been in a football. <laughs> we've never been in a football conference before with Charlotte, and we never should be. And you know, I understand Gilbert's point about trying to make it a rivalry from a regional standpoint, and I believe it will be in basketball and baseball. I, I, I you know, honestly, I love being in the same conference with Charlotte in basketball and baseball, just not football. <laughs> could, could 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 we could we have apps as football only in the American and then in, in Charlotte for the other? I mean, I mean, uh, ah, the mighty. I just, I, I have no interest. In, Matt, I know you feel even more passionate about it than I do. <laughs> yeah, just a few of these ads. You know, the American Conference has really been promoting the new members lately on social media. You've probably seen a lot of those. Uh, oh, yeah. Know, right. we, we, they, we, they featured us as one of their new regional rivalries. Yeah, I mean, it, it just... It, it, it really, in my mind, it just reeks of desperation. Like you're just trying to manufacture something that yep. at least at this point it's not there. Hey, may, hopefully, I hope to be proven wrong. I hope it all works out. This turns out to be a great conference and, you know, we can thrive here. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I'll stay on record and be very consistent about the fact that I do not like the direction they went. I'm not a believer in just adding a rice because they, are in a specific market, even though they have no fan base. Oh, right. and academics, that's, academics, too, yeah. because that, that's important. Hey, by the way, Bubba chimes in two and two is our zero and two at Rice. There you go. So you're, yep. you're correct, Kyle. So, yeah. I, so okay, we only played twice at Rice. Oh, they were both okay. Once cost us the Eastern Division. Yep. Everybody remembers that game, and the other one they absolutely blew us out. Uh, Ruff's first year. That was one I of the low that. points of, yeah. of ECU football. That day we got blown out at Rice. That was that was a very low point. I remember that that they had yeah, they yeah. actually had a pretty good team that year. Sixty two to thirty eight in twenty ten. Yeah. Good lord. And we lost eighteen to seventeen. Uh, Skip Holtz era of two thousand six. It cost us the East division. I um yeah. look. <laughs> Craig says Bubba got to the library for that free Wi-Fi in record time. So, 
<laughs> I love you, Craig, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so uh, when it comes to that, but what I was saying, guys, I mean, the thing that is uh, crazy is that you can, you can make an argument for, um, I don't see any way that we beat Michigan, but then the other four games, you could argue that you could go two and two during that time. Um, you could go, what, you could be three and two during that time. You could be yeah. four and one. Yeah, you could be a lot of different things. I think three and two, you know, four and one would be awesome. But I think three and two would be a very good start, honestly. I think yeah. I think if you're three and two, it sets you up nicely to win six or seven games, maybe even eight. Um, and the bull win, you get nine. Yeah, I mean, I, I my expectation for this year is six and six, and I and I know a lot of Chuck, people, no. Yeah, I'm sorry, I had a little bit of lag. Chuck says seven and five military bowl guys. Well, there you go. Since Chuck said it, um, I, I'd be happy with it. <laughs> Playing Boston College for Matt since Matt. I, I, I'd Boston. be happy with it. Um, <laughs> and blow them out. <laughs> somebody, uh, Yahoo, Sporting News, Sporting News put out their bowl projections and. Uh, they had us play in uh, Syracuse in the military ball. Oh, that would be cool for what that's worth, which ain't a damn thing. Um, I, uh, yeah, I look at, you know, I, and some power fans disagree because they think the new conference is weak. I, I actually think in terms of football, but that's what's so irritating about it is people think rice is going to be terrible and they're really not going to be. And, and then, and then people, people look at Florida Atlantic and go, well, you know, they're going to suck. Well, they've recruited really well, and now they got a real football coach with Tom Herman. So, I mean, it's – And you have Navy. Yeah, Navy's always a pain in the ass. And you so – there's so many games on the schedule that are tougher than I think people want to give credit for. Um, but it's just not – it's still just not appealing. I'm talking about two different subjects here. But my expectations for as young as we are, is to go six and six, and anything above that will be will be a, a plus to me. We, if we win eight games this year, I, I would be considered a huge success. Uh, no doubt, and uh, we'll have. You know, it's one of those things. We could actually, like you said, Kyle. I think uh, I think we're definitely a bowl team. It's a matter of do we like Matt. You made the great point. I remember the uh, 99 team that goes down to UAB and you're like, how in the heck in November of 99, we lose that game. But there's so many games when you stump your toes. So um, we got to. What? Oh, never mind. I'm looking at uh, some people. They're not listening. I would just say this. We do a show. Listen to the show, um, because when you pay attention to half the time that you don't know uh, what's going on. So I'll just say that to folks that are. Uh, chiming in on on our chat, so that's well, what else. What, what are you What are you talking about? Well, Elliot uh, thinks. <laughs> Listen, uh, here it is. I'll put it up. I didn't want to bring. I didn't want to get Kyle upset. Kyle, check your facts before you open your mouth. We played at Rice in two thousand six and lost seventeen eighteen. Yes, we said that. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Elliot. Yeah, dude, I, I don't. Know. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. We put this up on the screen. So pay attention. So look at that. That's from Bubba. 18 to 17, 2006. But what Kyle was alluding to was when we got blown out 62 to 38 in 2010. Exactly. So pay attention. We love you. Thank you for coming, listening, viewing, but pay attention to the show. That's why we're doing the show is to have a conversation. And uh, he, he did not say anything about a blowout in 2006. Correct. So, 
Um, Chuck says, can y'all talk about better out of conference scheduling in football? Well, um, the, the schedule we have right now going forward through 20 through 2000 through 2028. See, we're pretty full through 2028. I don't know if you guys know that or not, Yep. Uh, but we're pretty full through 2028. Um, I, I, through that, through, I actually, I'll give him credit where credit's through. Confer, you know, he, he got us Wake Forest. He, he, he got the NC State series extended. He, um, he, he got us, he got us Boise State. Uh, no, no, actually Terry Holland did that BYU deal. Um, he, he got us Boise State. Um, so he did some decent things scheduling. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd rather have John Gilbert than, than Jeff Confer any day. I want to make that and clear. And Adidas deal, too, was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather have uh, John Gilbert than, than Confer any day. But our, our schedule, I think, is all right through 2028. I don't have a problem with it in in, in, in out of conference. Um, you know, I think this year's non-conference schedule is fine. In Michigan, I mean, uh, you, that's a huge national power. You know, App State, Marshall Regional Appeal, and Gardner-Webb. I don't mind playing one of the FBS. The problem is, what are we doing in the future? And Gilbert has talked about NC State and UNC and other so-called Power 5 schools not wanting to play us anymore. And he doesn't seem very aggressive about trying to make that change. And, you know, I, I, I you know, maybe he's not saying things outwardly, but he's doing things behind the scenes. I don't know. But – you know, Appalachian State, Marshall are one thing. Those those are, are appealing rivalry games. Um, we got a long history with Marshall. App State right. is a game that is going to become a rivalry as it will be played on a regular basis. I expect a long-term series with that to be extended soon. Um, but we, in the future, uh, you know, and, and maybe one thing that could, could change some of these so-called powerful schools' minds if we can go win, you know, certainly 2024, one of the so-called group of five schools is going to be making the playoffs every year. Yep. And when the playoffs expand, you got your, you got your uh, six size rated conference champions make the playoffs every year. There's only five power leagues, uh, potentially soon to be four. So I, 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 East Carolina goes and wins the, uh, the American a couple times. And we're in the playoffs a couple of years and people might laugh at that, but it's very possible. All we have to do is win the American. And we can make the playoffs starting in 24. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, some of these NC State's and UNC's may want to play you because they have to, because now we're starting to take recruits from them. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of good points there. I mean, Chuck, I think, I think big picture standpoint, we, we are going to have to find a way at some point. And I'm not saying it's easy. And, uh, you know, certainly a big challenge, but we are going to have to find a way in the future to get P5 teams to want to come to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, you know, the Virginia Techs of the world, they don't want to come here anymore. Um, the UNCs don't want to come here anymore. It's a huge challenge for us. I don't know how you get that done. We're going to have to try to find some leverage. But to Kyle's point, if you win, you know, if you build it, they will come. If we can put together some, some great seasons, win some bowl games, some more bowl games, we just won one, um, and potentially have a chance to get into that playoff mix. Now maybe you have some more leverage to get a team in there, but it's going to be a challenge. It's an uphill battle. No question. I think that, uh, you know, back in the day, 
Uh, we were, as Pirate fans, we were like, there's no way in the world we're going to do a two-for-one, but I think that's what you're going to have to do. Oh, yeah. You definitely would do a two-for-one in this climate, yes. Yeah. Maybe not with you or – I wouldn't do it with UNC or NC State out of purpose. Um, I would I'm rather – like SEC schools or Big Ten Yeah, I, I, if it's, I would rather just play UNC or NC State in Charlotte and not even play it in Greenville or Raleigh or Chapel Hill rather than to do a two-for-one. We'll just play them on a neutral site from now on. That's fine with me. But, but look, if UNC or NC State don't ever come to Greenville again, fine. We won't go to Chapel Hill or Raleigh again. We'll exactly. play you in Charlotte. We'll meet you on a neutral site, and we'll play you anytime you want to. Charlotte, Charlotte Motor Speedway is one of my ideas for NC State, um, I think. But the, the, in terms of other schools, I would, you know, I, I would say also, as far as not Power 5, but I, I think we need to get a long-term deal with App, um, and I think that's something that's probably in the works. Because I think that is a rivalry that's going to be budding, and I think the fans will enjoy that game. I think the Marshall series is good. I think that's something we can can get scheduled. You, Love you the Marshall. Yes, yeah. So you, you should extend that. Um, West Virginia. Well, that's a Power Five if they want to do it. I know that. I'm talking about Group of Five. You can't oh, just schedule any Group of Five school. It's got to be one that's going to have interest. Um, you right. know, Southern I, we, just played, we just played Coastal in a bowl. I don't know if if um, if our fans would want to see that or not. A home and home with them, I don't know. Southern Miss, yes, there you go. Even though they're not in the area, that's one the fans would respect. You, you see Southern Miss on the schedule. You, you particularly play it early season. You're going to get a turnout. For, you're going to get a, t- a good turnout for that game. Um, and I would say a name brand from out west. Like, like we already have Boise, but. I think a Colorado State or an Air Force, um, yep. you know, particularly an Air Force, would probably draw really well with Seymour Johnson Air Force Base in Goldsboro. Um, so uh, you, you, you can be clever with your non-conference scheduling rather than yep. just scheduling somebody because they're close by and in a group of five conference. Right. And Elliot says, how about playing Duke? As I responded to Elliot, they, they, have, no, they have no interest in playing us. North Carolina, um, basically the the only per, uh, team on Tobacco Road at ACC schools that will play us is Wake Forest, so we got to give them credit. Um, here's another one. Sarah says that I was going to mention to you guys, so uh, but I'll give Sarah credit. I I, I want to play Liberty uh, for sure. Well, congratulations. We have that signed. Yeah, um, we are playing Liberty in a home and home. So yeah, congratulations to Sarah and Dave. Um, that's already been taken care of. I know. I'm just saying that I, I like that. I know that. I'm saying, I know that. I'm just saying. My point is that that's the kind of game that we need. Especially Liberty should be in a. That's another school. Maybe Semenza will disagree with me on, but that school has a lot of money, and well, they, may I be think, in, I think they need to be gonna, in our conference. I think. I think they're going to make themselves a nuisance with the money they have. You know, they they lose. Um, they lose. Um, what's his face to to, to Auburn? You freeze. Hugh Freeze to Auburn, and they and they hired Jamie Chadwell from Coastal. Uh, Liberty's got a lot of money, and now they're in Conference USA. So if they go win Conference USA every year, you, they're going to be competing for that playoff spot along with us and wh- whoever wins the American. So if Liberty goes and has 10, 11, 12 wins seasons and wins Conference USA on a regular basis, and then they're making the frigging playoff in this new format, either the American or the Sun Belt is going to have to invite them. So – I got a feeling their stay in Conference USA will be very short. Yeah, that's a great call by Sarah. I, I agree. I think Liberty definitely has some appeal. and We all know it's it's a win in this era of football. You have to have money, and they definitely have money. Um, and they I have an indoor practice facility. 
The the other one I I'm I personally like to see uh, us try to work out maybe a home and home would be UConn. I have no problem Absolutely. with UConn uh, back on the schedule. I think that makes sense in a lot of different ways, and we do have some history there. Um, and UConn, you know, hey, even though they haven't been good in football, they do bring a national brand. And they, uh, they did go to a bowl last year somehow. They, yeah, somehow it's a mere one of the best. Jim Moore Jr., one of the best coaching jobs I've seen. In and if memory. you look at it on paper, you still don't know how they went to a bowl. If you look at their statistics, it, it's unbelievable. It, it is, you know. Um, but they, you know, to my point, they do bring the national brand because of basketball, obviously. But you know, it's a team that does have some name recognition. So you know, I'd like to see that series continued, and I think that's one we could get done. And, like and a, Matt, and Matt that's also a realistic lives option. Con- Matt, Matt lives in Connecticut. And that too. I'm a little biased on that one. You know, it gives me a chance to see the Pirates. But uh, I think that's a realistic one. Like, some of these you look oh, at. Oh, sure, like, sure. It's definitely realistic. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Here's why I'm going to disagree with you that in a little bit, uh, Matt. I don't know that our fans give two craps about playing UConn. Uh, we, 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 re- we don't recruit the Northeast uh, really though. much at all anymore. Um we wouldn't have Semenza if we hadn't done that before, that pipeline. Yeah, I know. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm just saying we don't. So right. I really don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't know that. I don't see the. I don't see the benefit. I. I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with it because I can't. I don't. I can't stand UConn. So I like beating them. Um, even when they're terrible, I always love beating them because I, I. I just can't stand the school. That they're very I, arrogant. They're, yes, they're. I, I picture them. Is a UNC, you know, a blue blood, nose stuck up in the air type play. So I hate them. So I, I like playing them from that standpoint because I don't like them and I like beating them. So I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, I, that would be an interesting. That would be an interesting poll for Pirate Nation. Would you like to see a schedule a non conference series with UConn and see if they would? I'd be interested to see if if uh, if the A's or Nays would have that. And that, and I think that would be a good uh, a good gauge on whether we should do the series or not. I, that's that's a really good question actually. No, no question. And uh, not only that, but if you look at the, we're, we're talking about the ACC schools and, uh, and, and Matt, uh, by the way, um, playing like a South Carolina, uh, there's a lot of regional schools. I know that uh, Elliot said it would be awesome if we uh, played Clemson, uh, but Clemson's not coming to Dowdy Ficklin, unfortunately. Well, no, I'm, uh, I'm assuming he means a, a bye game. Yeah. And the, the thing about doing a bye game with Clemson and the reason we really can't do it with any ACC school is because then UNC or NC State can point and go, well, if they're going to do a, a bye game in Clemson, why can't they do a bye game with us? And I, I realize on the field it ain't the same thing, but uh, you you can't do it with them and then try to get UNC or NC State or Syracuse, for that matter, to play you home and home. So um, you got to be careful who you do that kind of thing with. Um, Michigan's a good one. I would say um, – Alabama. I, I, yeah, well, you know, I don't actually – I don't like games where I don't feel like we have no chance. I really don't like and, – and I wouldn't normally put Michigan in that in that stance, but they're they're really good and we're really young. Um, Alabama's the one you don't have a chance in. I, 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 what I would like, Notre Dame, um, I'd love that. I'd love to go to Notre Dame because, you know, I feel like Notre Dame's a place that, that would be a cool place to go. It would be a cool buy game, and it's a game I think we could win. Um, uh, maybe. Um, what about Penn State? 
Yeah, I, I would. I would. Um, I've always you know, won I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't be overly intimidated by the odds of, of pulling off an upset in College Station or no, 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 Happy Valley. Happy, Happy Valley. Valley. Jesus Christ. Texas you know, A&M. App State went up to uh, Happy Valley probably. Jeez, it must have been four years ago now, and that was a, I want to say that game went into overtime, and they almost a close won it. Game. Yeah, um, I remember that. You know, uh, you, you know, you guys know, you know what I'm going to say about that. It's a Big Ten school. I love Big Ten football. I, I think it's great exposure. I'd be all all for that. Um, and, and it's a team that we haven't. I think to now. This is off the top of my head. I think we've only played Penn State once in our history. That we played them in. God, Bubba's not on here. It was in the '80s, off the top of my head. The last time we played them, uh, maybe '90s, but I don't remember in the '90s. I think no, it was the '80s. 80s. 80s. I, I want to say it was like I, I don't know if it was '83, '84, somewhere around. Oh, that's right. Yeah, maybe the early. And um, Robert's asking again. Oh. What about uh, Rocky Top again? Well, John Gilbert is coming from Tennessee. He has huge connections there. Um, you know, that I, would be one that I'd be okay with. Um, yeah, I think they're better now than they have been in a long time, unfortunately. But uh, that would be one that, that I think would be a, a decent buy game and one you, you, you'd have a chance to at least perform well in. What about Vanderbilt? I love Nashville. Oh, and, no, uh, you're gonna do a buy game with Vandy now. If they want to do a two for one with us, I would do that, but I, I'm not gonna do a buy game with Vandy, no. I'm just asking in general, playing them, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. If they, I, if they, I don't if they do a home and home, or I would even consider a two for one with them. Yeah, absolutely. Like the Mississippi schools, both of them. I think, I think the SEC, the brand is so big, even though Vanderbilt is the shits in football, and somebody would go, somebody's right now is gasping at the idea of doing a two for one with them. Uh, the fact is, the SEC doesn't have to do home and homes with group of five schools, you know, or even yep. most power five schools anymore. So um, if Vandy just because of that SEC brand name, if you beat Vandy in football, you, you got to win over an SEC opponent. So, yeah, I would do a two-for-one with them. Yeah, and the fact is we, we just don't have any leverage anymore. In, right. this, in this environment of college football, we don't have the leverage. So sometimes you have to take what you can get. And, right. and, it's, and yeah. even though it's probably not the most appealing thing sometimes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn my nose up at playing Vandy. No, not not like I said, not even a two for one. Yeah. And Brandon's asking, what about a home and home with uh, James Madison or George Georgia Southern? Um. Yeah, I pondered that JMU thing. They have a really good fan base. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know how much our fans would care about home and home with James Madison. I think the James Madison fans would love it, and I think they would travel well here. Um, so we'd sell a lot of tickets to that game. It's beautiful up there, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just don't think, you know, it is a good trip for our fans in terms of that. that is a, it's Virginia Mountains and and it's a relatively close trip. I just don't know how much our fans would be interested in it. I, so I'm going to say maybe on James Madison, maybe not. Um, Georgia Southern, I respect their program. Um in Statesboro, I, I like it. I, I I personally would like a home and home with Georgia Southern. I think it would be fun. I don't know how many of our other fans would feel that way. I, that's another one that I would like to see a poll on. Would you like to see a home and home with Georgia Southern? I, I that would be with like the UConn thing. I think uh, I I we're, we're, we're the UConn series is really appealing to Matt, not to me. The Georgia Southern series is really appealing to me, but I don't know how many East Carolina fans would give a crap about playing Georgia Southern. 
And our good friend JR, thank you, Johnny Robertson. He he said Penn State beat the Pirates 17 to 10 in 1985. Our good friend Kevin Walker, KK, that sponsors uh, the, the playback. Um, I appreciate him, LNK Custom Homes. He uh he was on that team. He graduated in 85 and then 42 to 17 in 1986. So there you go. In fact, that's that's my time, guys. Uh when I became a pirate in 86 would the slogan was, we're going after the best. That's why I have a really hard time with FCS and opponents that really don't help us. That's my, you know. See, well, uh, here's the thing about it, Dave. The, 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 the group of five school, if you will, that's going to make the playoff is going to be the one who wins their conference and has the closest record to going undefeated. So if everybody else is playing one FCS and we're not, then we're giving ourselves one more harder game than everybody else that, that that's not going to help us. If you, if you beat if you beat Georgia Southern, for example, it's not going to look any more impressive to the average person than if you beat Gardner-Webb. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Um, so it, it, that's why I would say um, I, I, I don't mind one FCS, particularly in the playoff era. Now, if schools quit doing it, um, if if um, well, what we they would say, have to too, we would have to too, because right. then, then we'd be at a disadvantage. But as long as the other so-called group of five schools are doing it, then um, I think you you you're putting yourself at a disadvantage if you don't do it, um, because as long as you got a coach that's capable of winning those games, now if you if you if you go get upset in a couple of them, like uh, we did, uh, you know, we lost A and T. And and James Madison, yeah. What well, you call that? Seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, by, our, by our current head, by our current head coach. Yeah, yeah. I did call. You know what? I forgot. I called that upset before the game. I called it, was it after the, the Temple game. Yes, I. You're right. I called it after the Temple game at the end of the 2016 season. I said, guys, I guarantee you, Mike Houston and James Madison is going to come in here and beat us next year to start the season. You're, you're right. I sure did. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You're <laughs> I don't. I don't often toot my own horn, but when you do it, toot toot. Um, but well, hey. anyway, I, uh, I, I we got off on a tangent there, but uh, I don't know what we were talking about prior to that, so I'll, I'll default back to one of you guys. Well, no, no. I just want to. I want to give Johnny Robertson some props for a second. Johnny always chimes in with like these. He always has these. St- Does Johnny know these stats off the top of his head? Him and Bubba like are. I mean, amazing, I'm yes. impressed. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not how I shouldn't have said idiots. Savants. They're just savants. <laughs> Well, the funny thing about Bubba, Bubba knows more about the football games that I actually played in than I do. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's like a walking encyclopedia. So. Yeah, I could, I could probably tell you the scores closer. I wonder, well, we should do like the scores from the 97 season to see who gets it close, me or Matt. <laughs> oh, my God. I definitely You'd I'm probably win. You'd probably win. Trying to forget that season in particular. So that's uh... no question. Hey, guys, I do have a question for you guys. I'm going to throw out to both of you. Um, because we're in the month of July now. Do you guys predict in the next uh, couple weeks, maybe a month, do you guys, uh, something we talk about, I, I was told, you know, you hear by the talking heads, there are going to be some potential realignment in July. And here we are, July the 10th. Uh, we're record- doing the show live, almost July 11th, later start than we normally have. But do you guys predict any kind of movement, uh, Pac-12, Big uh, Big 12, kind of uh, expansion and loss of teams, or what do you think, Scott, or is it going to be status quo? Uh, I think if it's going to happen this year, it's going to happen in the next 
four weeks. Um, right. So uh, I, my guess is, my guess is yes, that there will be some movement involving the Big Ten and Pac-12, um, and then that would maybe um, send a chain reaction to the Big 12 and Pac-12. But I think I think you probably see moving involving the I, a lot a lot of people think it's going to be you know um, Pac-12 to Big 12. I think it's going to be the Pac-12 to Big 10 first. I think it's going to be Oregon Washington. Um, what you know what's going on with San Diego State? I, that's I, what I was getting ready to. That's what I was saying. Can they resolve the things with the Mountain West? Or? Well, here's here's what's here's what's crazy about well, this whole thing. And I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to jump off here soon, guys. Okay. Um, what what happened was I think that San Diego State loves the idea of, you know, going to the Pac-12, right? The problem is the Pac-12 is not ready to invite them. And so they, like, were very premature to say, we're leaving the conference. And so all of a sudden, now... Yeah, I, I don't know why the Pac-12 would be premature to invite them. Um, or maybe there's the a misunderstanding. Just, unless the conference just isn't going to survive, it's going to dissolve. Because who else are they going to invite? They're losing two of their two of their biggest media markets. They need to replace it with something. Who else are they going to invite? I mean, I I would think it, it, the two most appealing schools right now to the Pac-12, I would think, would be San Diego State and SMU. Um, who else are they going to get? It, it, it's, uh, so you know, that's if they don't get completely gutted. Yeah, so I, a- I I don't I don't know. Well, San Diego, the Mountain West, said San Diego told San Diego State that you're out. You, you pack your shit and leave. You said you were leaving. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if they actually, if they actually force them to stand by what they said they were leaving, or if they uh, let them stay in the league. But well, here's here, here's what they're you know what they're doing, Kyle. Now is the fact that they said we're going bye bye, and so San Diego State it, they are actually I mean excuse me not San Diego State the Mountain West Conference are now they're now saying uh, the commissioner now okay well you said you're going so they want the exit fee yeah. I forgot the dollar amount. And you could stay in the league, but we want the exit fee, which makes, I mean, I, I don't know how that works out. Hmm. If I'm Mike Oresco, man, I know they were, what was it, 2013 when Boise and San Diego State were coming to the uh, Big East and American, like during that uh, transition. Yeah, you got to have one more to go with them at least. So, yeah. um, uh, And that's why I don't know if you'd get anybody that would want to jump to the American right now. Um, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take San Diego State if, well, maybe I would. If I thought they were going to go to the Pac-12, if I wasn't sure, if I thought there was a 50-50 chance that the Pac-12 was going to implode, then I then I would probably invite San Diego State either way um, and see if they wanted to come to the American, being there was the Mount West. Because then if it implodes and you already got San Diego State in hand, then you got leverage over the Mountain West for the remaining Pac-12 schools. Yep. So, as a matter of fact, I think with uh, 14 teams, guys, I know this is going back to one of your ideas with you and Terry Holland, Kyle, is I think there needs to be a merger between the American and Mountain West, I really do, to stay viable and relevant. That's my gut feeling. I think that if you have like 20, a 2014 uh, super conference, that, that's where we're going. Not that I, let me make it very clear. That's not what I want, but what I want and what's happening are two, most of the time, are two different things. And I think, the super conference between those two leagues be, making one league out of that would be uh, would be the way that we can stay relevant and 
have a really good shot of uh, maybe a playoff team or two in the current uh, – well, not the current, but the – Well, I mean, you have, a, you have a good shot at it anyway. If you combine those two leagues, then you probably the – winner, the winner of that league would, would be the playoff team every year. I mean, you, right. you can't convince me the winner of those two leagues together wouldn't be the playoff team over anybody else. So, in Sunbelt Mountain West – excuse me, Sunbelt Mac Conference USA at that point. What do you I, think? I agree. I love that idea. And I, I'm, I've been saying that too, Dave, I, I, there's strength in numbers and, yep. you know, th- there is some appeal for me to, to try to come up with some sort of a super conference with the mountain West. I mean, you still have some interesting programs out there, you know, State, San, San Jose state, you think about the football, how about the, uh, the football Air and Force, the basketball, Air Colorado Force. state. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's there's definitely some appeal to that. And like I said, there's strength in numbers. I, I just don't think, you know, you just can't. This is my opinion. Michael Resco forgot more than I know, I'm sure. But, it, you know, I don't think you can sit back right now. I think you have to be sort of on the uh, on the offensive. And um, I love that idea personally. It would be I would like that conference a lot more than I like this new American. I, I promise yeah. You yeah. Yeah. I think it would be. And another thing too, is I, out of curiosity, I know we're running a little bit over here and we'll get out of here in just a second, but what do you think uh, guys, as far as a media deal, what do you think between, if you combine, uh, if you combine uh, the American and mountain West, I don't, for some reason I want to say conference USA and that's not what I mean. American and mountain West together. Uh, what do you what do you think the uh, is seven million now for the American? What do you think those two leagues together would bring in? If you had one super conference like that, you'd have a yeah. lot of content. Um, you, you probably could get a couple partners. I, my guess, Dave, would be. I know it's speculation. I know my guess would be probably twelve to fourteen million. Um, would would be my guess on that. That's now what I think could be even more appealing is if. The Pac-12 does implode, and you're left with those three: Cal, yep. Oregon State, Washington State. And you add those three to our 14, and then you take San Diego State, Boise State, Air Force from the Mountain West. What about your team, Colorado State? Well, Air Force. I would take Air Force over Colorado State because of Navy. Right. So then you have a 20-team super conference with some Pac-12 schools in there. Now I think that league could get a 15 to 20 million type deal per school. Because that's what I'm looking at, the dollar. Because Matt is the smartest guy. Uh, you're you're the, the businessman uh, up here. I, I really believe, like you said, Matt, in numbers. Not that you're taking – that's what I want to be clear. Because some people are out there saying right now, listening or watching, they're saying, Dave, you don't just take – right, you don't just take anyone. We're not saying take anyone. But I believe wholeheartedly is something that's like really um, like after me, I guess. I don't know what the right word is, but just like as far as – the idea because um, I, I think ESPN is probably going to tell Resco at some point, Hey, in order to, you can expand. And another thing, guys, uh, one more point I want to make about my idea is uh, the new thing trend for commissioners is we would have ball games in every time slot, every time zone, every time slot, we would have games going. And I think that's uh, when Kyle was talking about content, um, that was part of what I was going to say is that you have games starting at noon all the way up to, what, 10 o'clock at night? Yeah, I mean, you could literally, if you had a if you had somebody, an upstart, you know, and God forbid you sign with an upstart, but uh, l- let's just say somebody, so let's, say, let's say Time Warner, the people on TNT and TBS, TNT and TBS, 
wanted to start a sports network, you, you could literally just have the American, if it was, it was a 2014 team with the, with the Mountain West, sign that one conference, and you could fill your, your entire Saturday of college football just with that one conference from from noon until 11 p.m., you know, whatever, however late you wanted your kick. You could go, you know, you got Hawaii, Dave. So you, yep. you, could, you could go from noon until 12 a.m. Eastern. That's true, 12 a.m., yeah. yeah. I thought about Hawaii. Yeah, I was just I'm curious about that. That's something that it's, uh, it's been nagging at me. It's been bugging me that, like, why don't we do that? In Fresno, did we? I don't know if you got. Did you guys mention Fresno? We did mention Fresno, but obviously okay. they're in the Mountain West. So if you merge the two leagues, they would, uh, they would be there. Um, if, you know, Fresno, Kyle. I mean, they're, they're oh, the great program. Sports. Always off the radar, but they consistently yeah. produce produce good, sometimes great NFL players. They produce some fantastic players over the they're, years. They're the East Carolina or Southern. They're the East Carolina or Southern Miss of. Uh, of the West Coast, they're they're always good. They always pull off upsets. Yeah, they could never make the damn uh, New Year's Six Bowl. Um, they're they're the East Carolina or Southern Miss of the uh, of the West Coast. And that would be that's a good that's a good analogy. I mean, I I, I like it, and and they do have a fan base too. That's one thing I like yeah, about Fred. They do. They, they have a passionate fan base. So another, you know, that's another program. I, I just think that there's opportunity out there. No well, what would be the ideal thing of all this? And we need to go, but. If you just if you just formed a suit for you cut out cut out all the crap and just formed the best of the rest and you and you took an East Carolina and and a, and a and a Memphis and a Boise and a Fresno and a, and a Colorado State and, and and you really formed just a co- instead of having twenty four teams you just had a twelve or fourteen team league of just the best schools that actually gave a damn and could you know perform on the field. Yeah, I think, but I, I do believe that the uh, that ain't gonna the, happen. The merger is more likely to happen. Yeah, I like. I'm a merger guy on it. I, I really believe with the dollar amounts and you know, and it could be, you know, it's funny because the Mountain West Commissioner. I remember him like uh, making a big deal about it, which that's his job to do. But uh, the bottom line is uh, things change so rapidly that yeah. you're laughing one day and you're crying the next. And All right, well, one be, more one quick, quick thing before we go, and then we. Yep. We're getting hot here. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on Pat Fitzgerald? So, all right. So here's my thought. Now, just, I'm just going to first take this in two different ways. Fitzgerald as a coach, just as a football, not including this particular situation, he, he is an elite coach, absolutely elite, one of the best in the country. What he's done at Northwestern is it's Amazing. incredible, honestly, to keep that team relevant in the big 10 absolutely elite coach. Now this particular situation right now, all the facts haven't come out. So if these things were going on, uh, he, he, if these things were going on and he knew about it, then yes, he deserves it. What what exactly, how bad was the hazing? I mean, I've never heard. Uh, It was based on the story that now here's the thing, Kyle. We don't know all the facts yet, but based on what some of these players are saying, that there were some things going on in that locker room that were Sandusky-esque, uh, sexual things in nature that were completely inappropriate. Um, if so, you, so, so, so to on, use the so to use the technical terms, uh, uh, sodomizing someone as a as a as hazing. Google running. 
Uh, apparently, there's they were up to something called running. I don't know what that is. I Check it out. I mean, I you know I don't know enough about it to to elaborate to expand on it. But here's the thing: if some of those things were going on and he knew about it, yeah, he deserves to be fired. But anybody can say anything in this day and age, right? And there's always an overreaction just to say, "Hey, we're just going to go fire somebody." So I just have to wait till all the facts come out. It's a really tough situation. If those things are true, I, I don't know what the hell's wrong with those players. I mean, what in the hell? Exactly. Yeah. If those things, if those players were involved in those things, I mean, what in the world is wrong with these players? Yeah, I, that, I just find it hard to believe. I've never, yeah. uh, I can't imagine being in that situation. I mean, it, it's a, it's it's um it's unbelievable. Uh, some of the stories that are coming out right now. I think we're just going to have to kind of wait and see. That's that's a great point. The the rush for judgment, especially in this day and age, when you can put something up on the internet and it's true, right? So you have to be careful, especially when there are legal uh, legalities involved. And uh, I know for sure, guys, by the way, um, I know that uh, this guy coached at NC State, very sad to learn that Dick Sheridan, he was actually the coach during the Peach Bowl, um, passed away at the age of 81. So we're thinking about his family and uh, friends, obviously during the different, and we may have our rivalries on the field and all that, but great coach for NC State and uh, sad to, to learn that you know it's like an era and another person to, that that we grew up with passing away. Yeah, no, uh, sad to hear that. Um, uh, oh. Condolences to his family and to uh, and to and to Wolfpack Nation. One of the things, guys, I know we're running long, but uh, thanks, thank you, Jr. I was wondering about this. So uh, we were talking about the uh, off air about the major league dra- uh, the major league draft. Going on, Johnny says, "I wish the best for Josh Groves and Josh Moreland, but I admit that I was not terribly disappointed that neither was drafted in the first ten rounds of the major league draft. I would love to see both of them return to Greenville for next season." Amen, Johnny. Um, that would be huge for the program, and I know that uh, the great thing about the, both of those guys—they've got a huge future. So it's not like that uh, this year is uh, now or never. Uh, they have a huge career ahead of them, and. Uh, it used to be that a lot of guys, uh, as you guys know, and people that are listening or watching, the major league dr- draft used to be a lot of rounds. They've shortened the number of rounds, and so it's more difficult, obviously, to to be drafted, even though you may be a great player. And so this is great, and um, not for them personally, I know, but it, it should be go- great for the Pirates uh, for the 2024 campaign. Yeah, no doubt. So anyway, I appreciate you guys very much and obviously uh, wish the best to uh, to them. And hopefully we'll find out if um, any Pirates, I guess uh, those were the two biggest ones uh, for the team. We'll see if anyone gets drafted. I don't uh, I don't know how many rounds. Yeah, they'll, they'll get drafted probably. Uh, I don't know how many rounds they go. They'll probably get drafted late. I, you know, when it gets too late, there's some point in signing. Right. No question. Matt, do you have anything before we go, bro? Man, I'm just starting to get the itch a little bit for college football season. I mean, it's still a little early. I mean, I, I don't want to – here's the big thing. You don't want to wish the summer away, you know, because it comes and goes so fast, especially here in the Northeast. But I'm starting to get the itch. Um, one of my goals this week, fellas, is to, I need to go out and, and buy some of the, you know, the Phil Steele, Athlon. Yeah, and, just buy uh, Phil Steele. Don't waste your money on any of the rest of them. It's yeah, it's, 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 it's that type of, you know, it's that time of year where, you know, it's time to uh, study up on the season. No doubt. And uh, 
maybe we'll have something in a few weeks when it comes to college football. We're working on that for sure. Guys, thank you so much for all the insight. And uh, we appreciate all the viewers and listeners. It means a lot as the show continues to grow. And I promise uh, we'll work on the phone calls. That was something we thought we had figured out. But I think I figured out, I may have figured out uh, what the issue is. And we'll take care of that um, this week as we do another show for sure. All right. So I appreciate Bubba behind the scenes uh, producing tonight. Appreciate Matt, Kyle, all the uh, listeners. We had the roundtable tonight just for you. And we'll see you next time. And as always, go Pirates. Down, every touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the wave going, let the hurricane.